Hey y'all, it's Tony Dodson, and I'm proud to be a beautiful creepster. You're listening to A Paranormal Chicks. Hey y'all, I'm Donna. And I'm Carrie. And we are A Paranormal Chicks. Sinister sightings? Six. That's a lot of S's. Sinister <laughs> sightings. Six. So that's basically six, 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 six. 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 Yeah, that's we what doomed. I was thinking. We doomed. We're all gonna die. You Just in kidding. trouble, girl. <laughs> I mean, you in danger, girl. Yeah. Whoopi called us and she said, "You in danger, girl." That's like one of my favorite gifts. Oh my gosh, me too. I think I probably use it way too much. I know, but it's so Whatever. accurate. It's it's life. And y'all just heard Tony D. And she is a member of the Creepinati. She is a beautiful creepster. Yes, she is. So she got to introduce an episode. So if you want to introduce an episode just like she did, she killed it. Uh-huh. Hit us up on Patreon and become a Patreoner. Yep. You're making that happen. It's going to be on a shirt. Like, Patreon's going to be look, like, um, we are going to trademark that. Look, people tried to make Fetch happen. <laughs> But Patreoner is going to be a Totally going to happen. Mark it down. In your calendar, <laughs> whatever today's date is, Carrie said it, going to be a thing. Okay. Just kidding. It's not. All right. Well, thank you so much, Tony. You did us proud. And, like, with your introduction, I know this is going to be a good, good episode. Absolutely. So we have been getting some good freaking emails from y'all yes we love sending them keep what What? we love sending them no we love reading them yes y'all keep sending them is what i was gonna say okay let's just get right in okay i mean no fluff just right in okay and the way this email starts oh shit hello queens (laughs) hello Okay, she really does say that. Hello, Queens. This is at Cherub Soap on Instagram. I hope you don't mind us saying your at name. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So she says, so my house is 100% haunted. Oh, fuck. There are so many stories to tell, but I'll tell you a couple for time's sake. My family loves shows like Ghost Hunters, A Paranormal State, etc., Mm-hmm. We would all sit in the living room at 1 a.m. just to freak ourselves out and eat popcorn. <laughs> I'm down for the popcorn. I'm down for the freaking out. No. There was someone on the show who was communicating with a ghost through an alarm. My mom jokingly said aloud, well, if there's a ghost in here, make the fire alarms go off. We all looked at her like she was batshit crazy for inviting <laughs> the ghost or demon. Right. That has been bothering us to communicate. Mom, that's what you don't do. (laughs) She said in caps. Anyways, we fell asleep around three and on the couches downstairs, except my sister who went to bed upstairs. At 3 a.m., our fire alarms started blaring. Oh, 3 a.m. I know. My mom sits straight up and stares at me with this bewildered look on her face. My sister sprints down the stairs and just sits there in silence. My dad was the only one who thought of turning the alarms off (laughs) since we were all so shocked. Oh, my God. That night, it went off two more times. 
Oh, my God. So we obviously taunted something. I would usually shrug something like this off because it could just be a wiring issue. But a couple of hours after we asked them to be turned on, and they ha- after they haven't gone off in years. Yeah. So she said, another time, my sister's boyfriend was downstairs with my parents. And guess what they were watching? Paranormal shows. Yes. My mom said that she saw a little boy on the balcony above the living room. The creepiest thing was she saw him in the mirror that was above our TV and not directly at him. Oh, fuck. Thinking this was my older brother, she yells for him to get off the balcony. (laughs) My brother walks out of his room that's next to the balcony and asks what she's talking about. Uh Uh-uh. Okay, she has one little more thing. When my younger brother was a toddler... He once looked at the corner of the ceiling of his bedroom and turned white as a ghost. Oh my, God. my mom asked what was wrong, and he ran to her and started crying, pointing up to the corner of the room. He wouldn't sleep in there that night. Oh, Yikes. my gosh. Oh, my God. That's like, not to compare your brother to a dog, but that's what dogs do. Mm-hmm. Like, they like look up at the corner and are like... Yeah. Staring in this creepy freaking corner. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. That was really good. Thank mm-hmm. you for sending that in. And send them all in. Uh, yeah. And, I mean, your family sounds cool as fuck. Right? Paranormal shows, popcorn. I mean, all of Donna's favorites. I mean, pretty much. You got the two-piece, paranormal and popcorn. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say another one, but we all know what begins with a P. <laughs> Paper? Sure. Plastic? Mm-hmm. Could be. <laughs> Okay. Man-made. <laughs> okay, we have one from Denise. She said, hey, ladies, here's a creepy story I'd love to share with you all. Sorry. I normally say y'all, so <laughs> that they're sad. You for a freaking loop. Woo. Okay, she fancy. Two words for y'all. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. I have tons more that I will submit at a later time. Hope you enjoy. Send them our way. Send us all the paranormal all the true crime, all the... Really funny, ridiculous, what-the-fuck moments. This incident took place at my friend's house. At the time, she was renting a two-story duplex, which she shared with another friend of hers. My friend Maria lived on the bottom section of the house, and her friend lived in the upstairs unit. When Maria moved in, she said that she found some weird shit all around the house. Kind of like doll shoes, Carrie? Mm-hmm. Okay. Like quarters in places in all of the corners of the house and little pieces of straw tied together placed in random spots in the house. She didn't think anything of it. As time went on, she would see shadows in the house or would hear footsteps upstairs, but would find out that her friend who was upstairs wasn't even at home at that time. Weird shit like that would happen all the time. One day, me and a group of our friends met at Maria's house. We were all having a ladies' night out, and Maria's boyfriend and his friends were staying home to play Xbox. All the ladies were getting ready in Maria's bedroom while the guys were in the living room. Note, you can see directly into the living room from Maria's bedroom when the French doors were open. I love French doors. Mm -hmm. As we sat in Maria's room, I recall I suddenly felt a weird energy and felt the need to turn towards the living room where the guys were. At that moment, the light on the ceiling fan turned on and off three times. We even heard the clicking noise as if someone was pulling the little string to turn the light on and off. Mm -mm. 
All the guys were sitting on the couch looking towards the ceiling fan light, speechless for a few moments. Then Maria casually says, I guess the ghost is trying to tell us to hurry the hell up. I was like, "Uh uh-huh, I'm ready. Let's go. Holy shit. I need a damn beer after that. Oh, my God, right? Yeah, need a shot. Something. I'm not sure if the guys ended up staying there after that, but I recall feeling the need to get the fuck out. Whatever was there made me afraid, and this was not my first paranormal encounter. As I mentioned, I'll submit a few more as soon as I get the chance. Love you, ladies. Sending love from Texas, Denise. Oh, my gosh. I feel like I've heard that before about, like, putting quarters in the corners of the rooms, but I can't remember why. Yeah, but that straw reminds me uh of Sarah's story where her friend made the stuff. The broom. Yeah. Yeah, so that might have been it. And if she removed it, yeah, no more protection. Right. Okay, so this email is titled Billy. Oh, Ferk. Okay. Hey, my paranormal chicks. Okay, first off, don't judge my grammatical errors. <laughs> Girl, we don't. <laughs> okay. In 2010, my husband and I bought our first home in Lake Charles, Louisiana. Whoop, whoop. That's where my sister lives. That's me, not her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's where she lives. Yeah. The home was built in 1958, and from what I know, there was one owner before Hurricane Rita. At the time, my son Brandon was six and Brianna was eight. So we moved in and everything was great. We basically put lipstick on a pig, but it was a great shade. LOL. (laughs) As time goes on, the kids, Brianna mostly, talks about Billy. My husband and I really aren't paying much attention to her thinking she's being a kid. Then she starts telling Brandon about him. When Bree talks about him, she is giggling and doesn't seem afraid. I kind of thought, maybe, but nah, it couldn't be. The kids also do not like my bedroom, especially my walk-in closet. My closet has access to the attic, and side note, in eight years, I've never been up there. Oh, God, I wouldn't uh-uh. either. Uh-uh, I don't like attics. Mm-mm. One night, the kids spent the night at their grandma's house. My husband and I went to the casino you know, doing grow, grown folk stuff. You know what? I love going to the casino for a damn breakfast buffet. Oh, hell yeah. That is the best. The best omelets. Look, because you can get all the drinks you want. Mm-hmm. So you can get, like, a mimosa. Then you can get chocolate milk, mm-hmm. coffee, water, Dr. Pepper. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I do when I go oh my gosh. to casino. Anyway, anyway, moving on. So we go home, go to bed. In the middle of the night, I was woken up by the sound of a box being moved down the hallway. I say a box because you know that swooshing sound of a box being slid across a hardwood floor. Yes. The sound was so clear, I could visualize what was making the sound. I jump up, hit my husband with my right arm, and say someone's in the house. I mean, he didn't skip a beat. He jumped up, slammed the bedroom door, and yelled for me to get the gun very loud. We don't have a gun, but that's between us. (laughs) (laughs) He then yelled, I have a gun, and we're calling the police. Girl, just recounting this is making me want to cry. Oh, Oh God. So I grabbed my cell phone, called 911 to report a break-in. I'm telling the lady that someone is in the house. We heard the person move things in the house. My husband opens the door and looks down the hall and tells me, come on, let's get outside. I grabbed my blanket and wrapped myself up before running out onto the front porch. Was she naked? She probably didn't have a bra on. She's probably like, let me cover up. 
The police show up and do a search of the house. Nothing, I tell you. They couldn't find anything. No footprints around the house. No sign of entry or exit from the home. The officer told me, I believe you heard something because I was visibly shaken. I couldn't stop shaking. Oh, my gosh. The kids never really stopped talking about Billy, but not too much exciting for me at least happened for a while. Now my husband and I are divorced, and Brianna started talking about Billy about one year ago. For shits and giggles... I asked Brianna to describe him to me. She tells me he's tall, dressed in dark clothes, brown hair. Tall, like almost to the door frame. You know what I mean? I said, I said, he doesn't say or scare you, does he? She started crying. I said, Brie, what's wrong? And she said, he's right behind you. Oh, uh uh-uh. No, 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 no. Like, literally, chills went up my spine. Damn, Gina. That's the end of it? That's the end of it. Oh, God. Follow up. Please Gina, follow up. Gina, that was a good email. Oh, my God. Like, left me tingling. Whew. Like, what happened? I mean, she's alive because she emailed us. She might She might have her, like, powers that be and wrote True. it. True. Whew. That was a good one. That was good. That was a good one. Okay. So... This is a follow-up. It is from Jackie, who lived in that house, and I was like, what if it wasn't his wife? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. pictures? Mm-hmm. Okay, so she said, Carrie, Donna. Okay, the rest of the story of the house I live in. I told you about the woman who did not live next door. So how about the people who used to live in my house? My house was built in 1940 by a couple who lived here until they died. The wife died in my bathroom. No idea where he died. He woke up in the middle of the night and found her praying on the bathroom floor. She died that night. No idea what of. So now that we know that, here's what has happened to me. I've had a voice in my ear say, when are you getting out of bed? Oh, I was alone in the middle of the day, walked into my husband's office to put his mail on his desk. The voice was in my left ear. No room for a person as I was next to the wall. Middle of the day, no bed in the room. What the fuck? Yeah. Okay. I do sometimes hear what sounds like walking on the stairs. My husband, Jeff, was sleeping downstairs on the couch one night. And the next day he asked me, why were you going up and down the stairs last night? (gasps) I wasn't. So that's good. At least he doesn't think I'm crazy. I feel like I'm being watched in my bathroom. Only when at the sink and only when the door is closed. I brush my teeth with the door open. Absolutely. Now my bedroom door handle has moved, turned like trying to open the door. The door has opened, both just slightly ajar and once open all the way. A figure walked across my room to the window and then turned and left. The house is nice and calm and quiet now, so that's good because I love this house. Jackie. No, I just listen. No, fuck. Mm -mm. Just sitting here listening to this, I just think about what I would do if I was sitting in my house and my bedroom doorknob started turning. Or I saw something walk past my... Like, y'all are so fucking strong. Yeah. Like, I don't even... Like, it... I don't don't even know how y'all do this. No, I have no balls when it comes to that. No, no, no. Well, like, the voice in the ear... Like, oh my gosh, when I think I hear things, it freaks me out. 
well, I mean, and how many times do you th- like? How many times I'm like, did you say my name? And you're like, yes, no, you know. And I'm like, well, fuck, I heard, I heard it. But so like, I have that sometimes. But yeah, that's just I'm good there. I don't need to see anything. Yeah. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. That was really good, Jackie. Holy yes. shit. And like, it's not just her. Her husband, yeah. Jeff, heard it too. Yeah. And I don't like bathrooms anyway, just because of mirrors. And I'm like, right? I don't Why like it mirrors. Be a bathroom. Yes. And so for that, oh gosh, that's crazy. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. And thank you for following up about it too. For sure. Hey there, ladies. I love listening to your podcast on my free time. You two are the most colorful and hilarious podcast hosts, in my honest opinion. Oh, oh my God. Thank you. That's so freaking sweet. I'm super excited and always looking forward for new episodes. Now I will be telling you a story that my stepdad had experienced on one of his trips. To give a quick intro, my stepdad is a truck driver, so he's constantly on the road. He's been a truck driver since 2002, so you can say he has seen and experienced some oddities on the road. One, for example, he had experienced a time glitch while traveling to West Texas between San Antonio and El Paso. He had seen an exit for a town he was familiar with at 8 p.m. After that, he said it was a blink of an eye. The time was now 8.30 and never saw the exit for the town nor the town itself. I consider that just a break in the matrix since the time zone change is after passing El Paso, yeah. Texas. He claims he was near Junction, Texas at the time of the incident. Now to the main story. This dates back to 2004. My stepdad had begun his trip late at night. Therefore, he traveled just for three hours north and decided to rest for a bit before arriving to Houston and continuing to drive north. He stopped at a truck stop south of Victoria, Texas, where he had slept for the night. My stepdad said he had a very terrible dream. He heard the sounds of people crying, and he looked outside his truck to see a woman and a child begging for help outside of his truck. He said the sight of the woman and child had immediately woken him up from that dream. He describes that it felt really uncomfortable and decided to leave the truck stop and just continue driving north. As my stepdad had approached the exit of the truck stop, he noticed along the roadside a memorial across the county road that had packs of waters, teddy bear, and flowers and were lit up by his headlights. This had made my dad even more uncomfortable considering the dream he had and the mother of mother and child he saw. Yeah. Later he found out that the same truck stop he had stopped to rest was the site of a gruesome discovery where a total of 70 illegal immigrants were found trapped and 19 people perished in the heat oh of an God. abandoned 18-wheeler in 2003. Oh Holy my God. Fuck. This was a huge smuggling case at the time, so maybe you guys remember this story. It was similar to the most recent cases, which happened in San Antonio back in 2016, where an 18-wheeler was found abandoned with many illegal immigrants in it also had fatalities. Yeah. My stepdad had felt the dream he had was very sombering, considering how the mother and the child had suffered in such horrible experience being cramped up in the hot box in the heat of Texas. What still strikes him to this day, too, was why did they show up to him in his dreams? What was the meaning behind all that? 
Regardless, every time we go on road trips to Houston, we have to pass by that same gas station slash truck stop, and I can't help but ask my dad to always recount the story to us. It's just so sad and horrifying to know that this is a method many do to come have a better life in the States. Sorry for any grammatical errors. Love y'all and creep it real. XOXO, Jose. Oh my gosh, Jose. One, I would make my dad tell me the same story every time also. Yes. But... Oh, you know, stuff like that, it reminds me of, not reminds me, it makes me think, what would have happened if he stayed there? Oh, God, no. Like, would, is that how, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, they helped him escape some other thing. Oh, true. See, and I wasn't, that's not the way I was going. I was like, something really bad would have happened to him there with it all. But you're, but like, in what was going to happen. But you're saying, like, they protected him and... Yeah. Made him feel so uncomfortable that he left. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, oh, my gosh. Yeah. You know, when you think about, like, I know I feel like I say this all the time, but when I drove to Tampa once a month for class, it's mm-hmm. like I stopped at a truck stop all the time. I mean, rest stops and, like, actual, like, truck, like, fill up your tank truck yeah. stops. Because they have the best stuff. Yes. And so, like... And usually the cleanest bathrooms. Yes. Because because the truckers, like, shower and stuff mm-hmm. there. So it's very clean. But, I mean, there were times whenever I was driving to Tampa that I would get so sleepy around 3 o'clock mm-hmm. that I would just pull over at a rest stop and take, like, a 20-minute power nap and then hit the road again. And it's like, God, how many times was I, like, seconds away from danger? or what? You know what yeah. I mean? Like, how many near misses were there? That I never even knew. Oh, nor gosh. do I want to know. No. It's like part of me wants to know, but then part of me is like, absolutely not. Yeah, because then you would second guess everything. and Yeah. I oh, mean, gosh. and there were many of them that I had my, because I had pepper spray. That yeah. like, I, it was on my keychain and like I had that in my hand. Mm-hmm. But there were, I mean, other times, like I said, I would take naps. Yeah. Ugh. There was one, I can't even remember where it was, of course in Florida, but it was like, when you exited, you had to go back into these woods, and there was the like the rest stop had woods all around oh it, gosh. and like little places, like little almost like little parks where you could like eat and stuff. Yeah. And I would text my my buddies Justin and Tyler and be like, "Okay, I'm at the trucks, or I'm at the rest stop. That's like an episode of Criminal Minds. Let you know when I get back in the car, yeah. like because this really could be the beginning yeah. of a Criminal Minds. That episode. sounds like a perfect." Oh, absolutely. Perfect place for them. So many woods around oh for someone gosh. to come running out of or for you to have to run into from someone. Yeah. Ugh. You know, also, Lisa G in our group, mm-hmm. she's a truck driver. Lisa, do you have any stories like this? Let us know. Because you know truck drivers have seen it all. Mm-hmm. Especially now, even in their fucking dreams, they've seen right. Shit. Like, oh, my gosh. So, thank you, Jose. Yes. And thank you so much for listening and all of your sweet compliments. It makes my big head even bigger. Oh, God. (laughs) I'm going to pop it. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, these headphones are kind of tight now. Oh, God. (laughs) Carrie has started saying I'm extra because I am. And she'll say, extra, extra. Read all about it. All right, last one. This is from Jennifer, and she is from the podcast Fallout Files. And Unequal. 
and Unequal. Oh, so both mm-hmm. so good. And she's in our Facebook group. So she said, Hey y'all, I sent this via Messenger, Facebook, not fancy, and didn't know if you got it for Sinister Sightings. I think you'll like it, so here it goes. It's not a ghost encounter, but another phenomenon. Ooh. Already I'm, my ears are perked. In the mid-80s, I worked in a Catholic-run residential center. It housed about 100 socially and emotionally disturbed girls. They had both school and therapy. They each had their own room. In our residence, approximately 12 rooms, we had a very disturbed girl. She acted out in a number of ways, like swallowing pins (gasps) and had a psychotic break on Thanksgiving and bit a nun. (gasps) There was... There was clearly something off about this girl. Because of the whole pin sitch, another staff member and I had to make sure there wasn't anything in her room in which she could harm herself. So we carefully looked through her things, careful not to be obvious about looking through her stuff. We did the search in the morning. Shortly before we were finished, I picked up a little doll that was on the bed, looked it over, and as I went to put it down, it made a noise. Not like we, but like, (gasps) like it was exhaling. The other staff person and I looked at each other since we both heard it. We examined the doll and there was no mechanism for that doll to have made that noise. No way. We got spooked. The girl came in for the lunch break, went into her room and did whatever. She had lunch and returned to school. I was freaked out enough that I brought some holy water back from my lunch break. Just Oh, because it was a Catholic thing. Yeah. Never mind. I was going to say, like, just ran and got some holy water. No, no, no. I opened her door, did not cross the threshold, and sprinkled the holy water in the sign of a cross. Closed the door back and went to work. When the girls came back from school, they were getting settled and all, and the girl with the doll came out and sweetly asked if anyone had been in her room. I honestly said no because she's been in her room since the morning and hadn't said anything. The only difference was the holy water. Love you two to pieces, Jen. Damn. Holy fuck. One adult that... Hisses? Like, um, no. And, oh my god, to to be freaked out enough to get holy water, uh-huh. and then for it to make a difference... Did it make a difference because it did something to the doll? Or did it make a difference because it did something to her? Right. I mean, maybe she... Freaked out because there was a demon in her fucking room? Making her freak out? Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. Or a demon inside her? I don't think inside her. I think in the room. Oh, my gosh. Uh Uh-uh. Jennifer, we need to know more. Like what like what did you say to her? Like how do you when she's like did anybody go in there and you're like no. Like yeah. I, like how were you like what makes you to say that? Yeah. You know, like what makes you what's wrong? Is everything okay? You know, like Ugh. I need more. You know what I would do? You know Homer that uh gif that he like goes back into the bushes? Yes. That would be me in that situation and be like Two weeks notice, bye. <laughs> Golly, that was good. Yes. Y'all, as always, did not disappoint. These no. were amazing stories. Perfect. And, God, we left on a creepy one. Whew. 
you may get some holy water and smash it, smash it, <laughs> splash it on you. No. Do it give you the sign of the cross? No, I'm scared of what it would do. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> Y'all keep sending these stories in. You can send them in to our Gmail, aparanormalchicks at gmail.com, or you can send them in from the website. Yep. And you can send us anything. True crime, paranormal. We've gotten a couple of true crime. I really like the true crime. Y'all hook me up. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, but I do love all the paranormal And ones we too. love anything that's like too much of a coincidence. Yes. Again, if y'all's parents have told y'all any stories like to scare y'all or whatever, we want to hear those too. Yes. I love that kind of stuff. Yeah. So send them in to us because we love reading them. Yes. And remember, creep it real and and don't don't get scared. scared.